point. <clears throat> when I remembered Alice, she was rarely a young girl, but rather someone of indefinable age. I had no photograph of Alice, and so time allowed her to blur into powerful yet fragmented dream memories. Although Steve was almost two years older than me, I was tall for my age. I'd grown to full adult height, five foot eleven, by the age of eleven. My voice broke at ten, and the first traces of a moustache started appearing at the age of twelve. I met Annalie when I was fourteen and a half and was more or less a believable 16-year-old. I was somehow expecting to be six foot tall or more, but once I reached five foot eleven, nothing further happened. My father put it down to self-abuse. I overheard that one night after cleaning my teeth. I had to research the term, and once I discovered it meant masturbation, I felt like telling my father, Don't worry, Dad, those days are over. I've got this really lovely lady friend, you see, so the days of self-abuse are over. No need to buy me a wrist brace. I'm saved. No. Life imprisonment and penal servitude in Tasmania would have resulted from that. My mother simply told my father that they should be grateful that I was the height I was. And my father, for once, said no more on the subject. He was five foot two. And, although a vociferous arguer, had the grace to know when he was beaten. It was rare for my mother to get the better of him, but that was one occasion when I had to stuff an entire handkerchief into my mouth to quell my laughter. My father was practically a dwarf, and with that thought, Grumpy came to mind from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It occurred to me, in terms of self-abuse, that maybe my father, being short, knew about the effects of self-abuse first-hand, as it were. My father had been a boy, after all, and Alice had been right about boys in general. Most of them were inveterate insecticides, as well as maniacal masturbators. They seemed to love nothing more than stamping on anything that lived. It was hideous. No wonder they'd been Nazis. My German grandmother had told me about the horrors of the Nazi regime in Germany, and as I looked at boys of my age, I could see that another generation of Nazis were rising all around me. I was somewhat alarmist on the subject, but my mother told me that I was a little too extreme in my view. These boys will not always be like this. They will learn of kindness later, but I can understand very well why you like girls better this time. Just please do not mention this to your father, because he will not understand and will become angry with you again. 
I was lucky my mother understood the world and could explain it to me. My father just seemed to make everything incomprehensible. According to his reasoning, the problem was all to do with being a fool. He thought that somehow I had willfully decided to have senseless notions. My likes and dislikes had all been created in order to irritate him. I'd developed a stammer for the same reason. I'd known it would infuriate him, infuriate him and I'd started stammering deliberately. My mother told me that the doctor had said this was impossible and the doctor had had words with my father. After that, my father seemed to calm down a little and life became less imbued with his unaccountable rage. That was a decade in the past now, and my stammer had receded somewhat. It was completely absent with Amelie, and so I gained a sense of having transcended both childhood and adolescence. I'd be 16 in June, which was the age I was supposed to have been when I'd met Amelie. By that reckoning, I should now be 18, and slightly beyond skullduggery vis-a-vis secret assignations. Maybe things were different in Switzerland, and 18-year-olds were still under the parental wing. Maybe I was fortunate that Amelie wasn't au fait with the differences between our cultural mores. I often talked with Steve about the knife edge of my home situation, and so he was naturally edgy about what my father might do, especially with regard to Amelie, should I ever be found out. 